Election College Episode 80. What in the heck is a caucus, and how is that different from a primary? And what's a primary? Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now, your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. So, Ben. Yeah, Jason. We're, I mean, we're pretty well into the election of 2016, right? Yeah, that's true. But, you know, it's it's entirely possible that like people are listening to this in 2020. So, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is this is something timeless. Hey, future people, how you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, this is so cool. Twenty twenty is looking really good. Yeah, I think so too. Anyway, all that okay. to say, we're kind of starting to get through primaries. But if you're like the majority of people, you either vote in a primary or a caucus, and you don't really know what the difference is between the two. Yeah. So, do we want to talk a little bit about? What a caucus is. Yeah, I think that's probably wise. Okay. So a caucus is basically where a bunch of people get together and voters are very open on which candidate they're going to support. So you walk into a caucus place, which is usually like a church or a school or something like that. And it's not held like through the state election commission, it's usually whatever state political party, or it could even be on a more local basis than that, where it's, you know, your county's local party or your precinct's local party. But in the case of presidential elections, it's usually your state political party. So they say, hey, let's get together and decide who in the heck we're going to nominate for the president. Yeah, and Jason mentioned how it was kind of more open in the sense that most of the time it can be, but it's not typically going to be closed ballot or ballot really at all. Uh, Well, I say not ballot at all. It really, really drastically depends on the state you're in. But a lot of times it'll be just you go into a room and you very openly discuss things. Uh, You voice out loud your your decision on who you wish to support. And, you know, it's not a super intimate and private type of affair like voting in many primary states is. Yeah. Ben, have you ever waited in line for a regular election and you're looking at the people and you're like, I wonder who they're going to vote for? (laughs) Uh, I have. Yeah, definitely. And I've also been in lines where uh, people were railing against the candidate I was voting for. And I just I assume they think they thought I was voting for the same as them. And I just kind of had to, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't really, I'm not, I didn't come here to debate with you, but okay. There are only a few states that exclusively use the caucus system. Um, I think there are some states, though, and I should know this before I just say it, that have a mixture. And some, some people do caucus and some do actual ballot voting. But then, like, even within that, there are all sorts of different, types of who can vote and is this a closed election or uh, why don't we get into all that too, Jason? Yeah. So a pure caucus 
is where members who are registered with the particular political party, they get to participate. So let's say you are a member of the Purple Party and the Purple Party is caucusing down at Main Street Elementary School. You like these generic names I'm coming up with? I love them. They're great. We're going to have to keep up with it the whole podcast. So get ready. <laughs> so <Good> luck. <laughs> the Purple Party is having their election or their, not their election. They're having their caucus at Main Street Elementary School. And you have, you can't just show up because you are a member of the Blue Party. No, you have to have a while before and a while before is arbitrary because each state varies on how early you need to register, but you have got to be registered with the Purple Party in order to head into the school to caucus. It's like, it's like a club. Yeah, pretty much. It's like a secret society. Uh, <laughs> if you, um, if you are in a caucus state, you are probably voting in a very similar way to how political parties originally chose their candidates. Um, the reason that you know, a lot of a lot of states move to more of a uh, secret ballot is because people just kind of felt like I'm being judged for who I'm voting for or I want this to be private or maybe it's more democratic if no one's influencing my vote. So things moved aside. But you can know that a caucus system is much more similar to how we originally voted for people. Yeah. You know, it's crazy because caucuses, you know, we always start off the election seasons, or at least the presidential election seasons in the United States with the Iowa caucuses. And mm -hmm. it is, it's like a carnival atmosphere in a lot of ways because you've got the national media who is peeking in, going on, seeing what's going on. But then you've got crazy things happening where uh, like Donald Trump just showed up to a caucus location and, you know, it was kind of like a big distraction <laughs> because, you know, if you were a Rubio or Cruz supporter, uh, you're thinking, wait a second, that's not fair, but it's totally fair. It's out in the open. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is certainly, if you are not familiar with caucusing, uh, as I'm not, I've never caucused before. Uh, I've only been in, in a primary state. Then a caucus sounds insane to you. And if you're someone who has only ever known caucus states, then you think a primary sounds pretty boring. <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of, they're so drastically different. But I guess we didn't actually talk about what a primary is as compared to a caucus. So I guess we should probably give into that. Basically, if you're familiar with the general election and how we vote for people in the general election by a closed ballot or a private ballot, that's pretty much what a primary is. The difference is that every state's a little different. Some states only allowed people who are registered to a certain party to vote. Some people will allow you to register with that party on the same day. Uh, there's a lot of different ones. So why don't, why don't we break that down? Yeah. So you got your closed primary and that's where you can only vote in a party's election if you're registered as a member. So, hey, Democrats and Republicans and Greens and Constitutions and Liberty and Reform Party and all you other parties, you get to vote for your particular party that you've registered for. Hey, independents, guess what? Sorry. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> you shouldn't have said you were so stinking independent because now you're out. Yeah. 
I mean, that's not Jason saying that. No, no, that's the political party saying that. Uh, Yeah, one of us might be an independent. So there's that. (laughs) uh, There's a semi-closed primary. Uh, It's kind of like the closed primary, except for if you are a registered party member, you can only vote for your party's primary. However, if you aren't affiliated, so if you're independent or you know, not even registered independent, you're just nothing. Uh, you can also vote as well. You can either make your choice of which party you're voting for privately, or you can register with a party on election day. So you don't have to be affiliated before the election for a semi-closed primary. Yeah, it's pretty crazy because so it's the total opposite. In a closed primary, if you're independent, you're screwed. If you're in a semi-closed primary state, then being independent, that's not too bad. It almost reminds me of, remember on The Office, you know, the TV show, when Michael Uh Scott says, I declare bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You can declare whatever. Right, right. Go for it. (laughs) In an open primary, it doesn't really matter which party you are registered for. You can vote in the party's primary. And if you don't register with the party before the primary, that's what they call a pick a party primary, because you as a voter can actually select either party and vote for whichever one you want to on Election Day. And remember, primaries are voting uh, for the person who will become the nominee for that party. So this kind of works good and bad because it doesn't pin you into voting for someone that you're you know, registered for, like, let's say you are part of the Purple Party, but you really don't like anybody running for the Purple Party. So instead, you want to vote for someone from the Magenta Party. And Ooh, you can. Uh, yeah, the Magenta Party. Did you like how oh I did that? God. Just threw in another color. Harry Carey like that? Awesome. But the problem is sometimes people from the Purple Party want their candidate to win. So they pick the candidate from the Magenta Party that they think will be really easy to beat. Yes. That's raiding. Yes. (laughs) And in those situations, it just kind of throws, like it is Democratic, but it just kind of throws off the whole Democratic nomination or the whole Democratic process in some sense of the word, I suppose. Yeah. And this has happened before. Um yeah, I'm not going to go into any specific instances because, of course, it's spo- supposedly the best person for each party uh, wins, right? But it's uh-huh. very possible that if you really hate the opposing party's candidate, you'll vote for somebody else. I yeah. actually know some people personally that intentionally, uh, I live in a closed primary state, intentionally registered for the opposing party so that they could vote for the person they did not want to win the general election so that their party could be stronger and then they're going to switch back for the general election. I find that not a great use of democracy, but it is a legal one. It's a little dishonest, but... okay. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. So there's the crazy places where they have a semi-open primary, and that's where... A registered voter doesn't have to pull a Michael Scott and declare anything. (laughs) (laughs) They just head into the voting booth. So you go up to the friendly volunteers and you say, okay, I hereby declare myself a member of the Magenta Party. 
And the volunteers are like, you know what? You look like you're a magenta kind of person. So here you go. Have fun voting for whichever magenta candidate you would desire. Right. So in semi-open primary states, you can actually get a lot more people voting for one party over the other simply based on how close the race is at that point. And uh, it gets, I imagine it gets a little confusing just because I've never been in a semi-open primary state, but it makes sense, I guess. You yeah. You're not pigeonholed into voting for a specific party. And I, I do like that. And hey, there's the crazy West Virginians. And if you're from West Virginia, that's all in jest, but this is a little fun. Uh, the Republican primaries are actually open to independents and the Democrats are like, no, you need to be a Democrat. Well, that was true up until 2007. Uh, they actually, the Democratic Party opened it to independents as well, but it took like a bunch of years before that was the case. But there are other states who are kind of in the same position. Well, that was nice of them. So uh, whether you caucused or primaried <laughs> or whether you have yet to have your election take place, make sure you know what's going on. I know here in Kentucky, uh, the Republicans actually caucused for the president because Rand Paul was running for president and his campaign actually had to pay for the Republican caucus. And uh, there were a lot of people who were upset about having to caucus rather than have a normal primary because uh, I know in my instance, in my county, that is, um, people had to drive, you know, upwards to a half an hour to get to the caucus location, whereas others would only have to um, maybe walk down the street. So uh, the Democrats, they're fine. They uh, have business as usual and it's a regular primary, but the, the Republicans were a little different this year. Yeah, so uh, we may talk more about uh, the primary system and how everything works. We've talked a lot about primaries as we've gone through the different general elections in the uh, past year-ish. And we may talk more about how the actual systems work and how you know close primaries and things like that in the future. But we wanted to make sure that everybody understands the difference between a caucus and a primary because it can be confusing because right at the beginning of election season, you start hearing a ton about things like the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire caucus. And if you're like, right, yes, the, New, the Iowa caucus and the New Hampshire primary. See, I'm even confused and I'm the one talking about it. Uh, the, the first of each kind. Um, if you're not familiar with them already, it can be really confusing on why different states have different things and what, what is the difference between the caucus? Aren't they just voting? And in a sense, yes. But uh, it's great to be informed and to understand the difference in different states. We would love if you were involved with Election College and you can support us in a few different ways. One, you can engage with us on our social media sites, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Occasionally, we'll post articles and ask questions and things like that. We would love if you just, hey, uh, I think this about that. And that would be really cool just to interact with you some. And we love the people who interact with us already. And, you know, summer's coming up. You need to buy some swimmies, right? Yeah. That's right. So as you're buying swimmies and um, whatever else you're buying on Amazon, uh, hey, how about checking out our affiliate link, which is electioncollege.com slash Amazon. You're going to go to what looks like amazon.com. 
And it is. It just happens to be our affiliate link. When you do that, nothing goes up as far as price for you. But what does happen is we get a little bit of a cut. And that helps us helps us pay for hosting and other related expenses to keep this podcast going. So we certainly appreciate your support in that way. And the last thing that you can do to help us out, at least unless you're going to send us envelopes full of money, is to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, it really brings uh, joy to our hearts whenever, and that's not even just being corny, that's the truth, whenever we see great reviews come through and we would be more than appreciative if you could head over to iTunes where uh, our podcast is pretty visible and leave us a review to talk about how much you love the show and give us a star rating if you are feeling spunky as well so we will see you next time and who knows if you leave us a rating and review we might even read it here on the podcast thanks everybody see you next time For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. 